You're listening to the Your Such a Catch podcast with your host, Aaron, <laughs> whose journey in dating and relationships is on full display for your empowerment, education, and honestly, your entertainment too. Welcome back to Your Such a Catch. Did you guys tune in last week to write your happily ever after with Kate Steinberg from HBO Max's 12 Dates of Christmas? I have been uber-focused on my intentions and saying no to the things that don't serve my wants and desires. Brace yourself, y'all. I think it's working. If you haven't tuned in yet and you want to know more about manifestation and the universe, make that episode a priority. Kate's story and advice, in my opinion, is spot on. Guys, I'm still glued to that new app, Clubhouse. (laughs) I'm meeting some super dope people, and I've been in some rooms with some pretty big names. The other night, I was in a room with Tiffany Haddish and Emily Sears. The room was about bullying on the internet. It was so fascinating to hear these two women who have millions of Instagram followers discuss the comments people make on their pages, as well as the things that are sent in their DMs, and really just a testament of how they don't let that negativity or that judgment of others impede their success. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> you need to get on there. And once you do, find me at You're Such a Catch. You can also find me at You're Such a Catch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're a fan of this podcast, you can support a sister through a couple of different ways. First, make sure you subscribe to the pod so you'll be informed when new episodes drop. If you haven't already, feel free to leave a rate or review on your favorite podcast player. And if you've already done these things, you're the best. If you're looking for another way to lend your support, you can make a pledge and join YSC Unfiltered. You can ask me to be exclusive for $10 a month, where you'll receive a personal thank you, a shout out on a YSC episode, a private RSS feed to listen to YSC Unfiltered episodes, YSC stickers, and access to my private thoughts and feelings in blog posts. Visit yoursuchacatch.com backslash unfiltered to make your pledge today. All right, you guys, are you ready for this? Today's guest is a fiery Latina who holds nothing back. She's a comedian, actor, author, lifestyle guru, the list goes on. She's really a Jill of all trades and my spirit animal, Grace Fraga. On today's episode, Grace opens up about her experience with dating and relationships, failed marriages, being married to a narcissist, and owning who you are and feeling comfortable in your own skin. Okay, well, let's just start from the beginning, girl. How did we get into comedy? What I love about you is that you have this self-deprecating humor that I feel like I do too. And so I see so much of myself in you that I, I'm like, oh my God, that that is me. So how did that come about? Uh, well, stand up, I used to have an art gallery in New Orleans, right? When I was younger and people would come in the gallery and I would kind of entertain them without meaning to. And a lot of people are like, you need to like do stand up. And uh-huh. so I decided to take a class and the rest is history. That's all it took. You didn't have any like fears of getting up on stage. No, like stage fright, nothing. You were just like, okay, I'm going to take a class and now I'm on stage and I'm roasting the audience and just like cracking jokes. And I don't care if they laugh, like you just knew they were going to laugh. 
Um, you know, the first time when you do a class graduation, it's like everybody loves you. Like, oh my God, you're a star. You're going to be a star. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and you kill it. And you're like, oh my God, I so made it. Like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm it. Like, let's go. I hear it coming. Like, yeah. Sign me up for my Netflix special. Let's go. Yeah, my next comedy special, I got like five minutes, but hey, I can work on an hour in like a week, right? Oh my God. So anyway, in New Orleans, there were no comedy clubs at the time. Well, there still aren't any comedy clubs. And so I would go to like shed bars and biker bars and bomb. Oh, really? Okay. And then like what? Then like go pull up a bar stool and grab yourself a drink and be like, shake that off. Well, I quit so many times in my head. I was like, okay, this is the last time. Fuck this shit. I'm going to go back to my normal life. This is bullshit. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I I made it like at that graduation show. And after that, it's been downhill my career. Like I peaked (laughs) at the graduation. (laughs) (laughs) But you're still laughing. And I love that about you. And you're still freaking funny. I mean, that's the thing. You can find humor in almost anything. And I love that you just stuck with it. But I can't imagine the type of like just the perseverance and all that goes into it. Because anytime you, you know, try something new, you pivot in your path and you try to learn a new skill or a new industry, like, there's just so much that goes into it. And like comedy was kind of like male dominant for a very long time too. So what was that like? Like seeing all these men up there and being like, I want to break through as a hilarious, like equally yoked female comedian. Well, you have to work 10 times as hard to prove your, to the audience that you're not just hair and boobs. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But now the funny thing is I, paved a way where it's like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna play down my boobs, everything. And now I'm doing a podcast. (laughs) You came full circle. Totally. So I'm doing a podcast together with the National Comedy Hall of Fame, right? And we teamed up to do this podcast in lingerie. It's about body positivity. So, you know, they really had to talk to me for a month and a half, like, Grace, you're gonna be in lingerie. I was like, fuck no. And my manager was like, yes, bitch, you're gonna do it fuck no. (laughs) Uh, uh, So tell me why you were, tell me why you were so against it. I mean, were you just not comfortable like in in your body? And like, I I mean, a lot of us, I mean, I feel like even as I get older, I'm starting to like accept who I am more. Like I always joke and say, I'm not the girl that's going to eat kale. Like I enjoy a burger. I like a beer. Okay. Right. Like you're on my team. And it's hard. Like I live in LA and LA is very much known for the body. And I'm just learning that bodies are beautiful and they're all different shapes and sizes. So walk me through that process. Like, what are your thoughts? What's happening? And how did you feel like in your own skin? Well, first of all, let me say something. We live in LA, right? So to feel good about myself, what I do is I go to Wisconsin every year. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wisconsin, I'm underwrapsing. They actually chase me with milk and cookies. Like she's fading away. I'm like, give me those cookies. I haven't had cookies in a while. It's it's the law in LA, you can't have cookies. So that's one thing I want to get out of the way. But two things why I did it. 
first of all, yes, I'm coming to terms that, okay, this is my body. I'm going to accept it and embrace it. When I was in my 20s, I looked at pictures. My ex-husband actually sent me a picture like six months ago of when I was like 23. I'm like, I thought I was fat and ugly. And I was like, I looked like a freaking model. Right. Isn't that crazy? I look back at photos too, like, you know, when I was in high school, there's this, I, I can see it in my head. We went on this trip to Mexico and somebody, I mean, back then there were no like cell phones that took photos or we probably had those disposable like water cameras, but we, and we probably gave it to somebody and we're like, we're going to go jump off this little waterfall, like snap our photo. And I can see this photo. And back then I thought, oh my gosh, Aaron, like you need to go on a diet and you lose weight, like all these different things. And now I look back and I was like, damn girl, who's that? Like, you know, like I never recover that body. I want my body back. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? (sighs) It's insane. So, you know, that inspired me. I'm like, oh my God, I want other, I want young women to not have to go through that bullshit. And I know that now if you look at Instagram, which I freaking love millennials, I love them because there are all kinds of shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. Instagram models. So I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. But I want as an older you know, woman to, and I talk like I'm in like 85, but I'm not, not yet. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know, in LA, it's like you breathe Botox and silicone. So you look right. younger. You're right. Yeah. I amen. I mean, come on. And this pandemic is not helping. I'll tell you what. I'm like, I literally hit up, in, slid in the DMs of my wax girl. Shout out to my girl, Devin. God bless her. I was like, I need help. I was like, I don't even care if you could get to the bikini. Let's just do the face. I'm turning into a werewolf over here. Like help a sister out. Oh, yes. yeah, totally. I can wax anything I can see. Like I have a wax thing, but like Brazilian, speaking of Brazilian, I'm doing lingerie modeling. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. We put pillows in front, like, you know. <laughs> it's it's like an optical colors, right? It's like flesh colored and then dark. <laughs> it's like, I, I oh have God, a bush. I love this. So what is it like? Is it so empowering to be behind the camera as you're in this laundry and like describe? So one of the things, so I met you, I'll say I met you, even though you didn't know I was there on Comedians at Denny's because I tune in every week. I support my girl, Lauren. And one thing I loved and I was like super drawn to you was when you were talking about your stint on the Spanish Playboy channel. And I was like, oh my God, this is like fascinating. I want to know more. Like, I love it. Tell me about that because I feel like that was like a a huge part of your career as well. And I love also, you haven't even mentioned it, but you're from Argentina. And so you just speak it of Spanish. Let's hear a little. Okay. Un poquito de español quieres escuchar? Oh my God. It sounds sexy, doesn't Maria it? Vámonos. <laughs> ¿Quieres un Taco Bell? Si. Mi favorita. Oh my God. Seriously. That's not even Spanish food, but okay, right? <laughs> Más sauce, por favor. <laughs> well, in Argentina, we have empanadas and we have like mate, which is like totally, it's better than crack. You just really? like, oh my God, whenever I went to college, <laughs> when I went to college and I had a, an exam, I would like drink that shit all night. 
and just study and the, everything would be like ingrained in my head. Like it, if I studied six hours with mate at night, uh-huh. it would it'd be the equivalent of studying like during the day for like a month. I'm not kidding. Oh my God. It was God. insane. Okay. It's like, you're like totally wired up. But yes, I'm from Argentina and speaking also of Playboy, I did Playboy in Espanol. I was a co-host on Playboy Radio for a few months and that was a fun gig. And I always was fascinated with Playboy and kind of like the sex industry. And I know this sounds crazy and I think it's kind of like us comedians, we're kind of whores. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell me, girl. <laughs> Not like necessarily sex work whores, right. but we're whores. We'll do anything for comedy, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like we have a connection with like the sex industry. It's so weird. Uh, I don't want to be a sex worker. That's not my choice. But I do appreciate people that do that. And I appreciate also Playboy and anybody who poses nude that has the guts to do that. That's not easy. And I don't post nude, but posing in lingerie for promos, right, for late on comedy it in the beginning i was like bitch put the whole fucking bed in front of me so nothing shows right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and my photographer used to be a stripper so she knows what looks good which is great Uh so she's like uh, belly in chin up you know chin down and then like hip up and like the right and i'm like contorted like this i'm like okay and smile like i'm hurting right now (laughs) you know it's like yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because so I have not had a lot of time behind the camera, but I have done a few photo shoots for the podcast. And the first one was very like innocent, just like I didn't know what I was doing right. I didn't really know my image yet. I didn't really know what I wanted to portray. I just showed up with a rack of clothes and was like, somebody dressed me, put me together, pose me, that type of thing. And then my second go around, I was like, I'm really not being my full authentic self. And my brand is, to me, it is very important to come off genuine and just, this is me. Take it or leave it. I'm not for everybody, right? And I'm sure like in comedy, you feel that all the time. All the time. But I wanted to kind of play with like my flirty, like sexy fun side. And so, kid you not, on the way into the studio, I thought to myself, I'm going to do it. And I'm a big fan of pasties. Like, I'm a pasty kind of gal. So I would wear pasties hands down over a bra any day. I don't know how you feel. I mean, when you got when you got some boobs, like, you know, whatever. You got to you got to take care of the visual. (laughs) Right. So uh, so I I have a girlfriend, Kachita, who is helping me. And I tell her, I said, Kachita, I got this great idea. I'm thinking leather jacket, nothing underneath nothing on the bottom and a couple shots of tequila before we go out there. And she goes, Oh yeah, let's do this. Now, mind you, I thought of this after I got there, I was wearing granny panties. (laughs) They are, and they were so comfortable, but Oh my God, I can't believe I did this. So I literally, I don't even know. It was sometime very early in the morning. Like we were not even close to noon. But I ripped a couple shots of tequila. Okay, then I immediately started to sweat because I put on the leather jacket. And you were out there and all the lights are on you and everything. But I started to like just feel like, oh, this is me. And then when I got the photos back, I was actually kind of surprised because I was really thinking, oh my gosh, like, was this just a waste? Because I can't touch them up. 
if I touch them up, I'm going against everything I just told myself, which is being my real authentic self. And so I'm like, I can't do that. And then I saw them and I was like, oh, like that girl's not that half bad looking. Like, <laughs> she, <laughs> I was like, can we put this on hinge? <laughs> I know, I know. I took a picture the other day. She made me up like. I made a video like, I don't even know who I am. Who am I? You know, like, <laughs> what's happening? She made me look so hot. I wanted to do me. I, I was like, it. I'm yeah. doing me. Uh, tonight, yeah. it's just me and me. Yeah. Because, oh, my now, God. Now, on your photos, can, can people comment? Can they write you comments and you see the comments? Or is it like you pay to be on the site and that's it? Like, you don't get any commentary back? Well. I actually, on OnlyFans, subscription is free, and it's OnlyFans.com slash Grace Fraga Comedy. And I do have pick bundles. I have uh, an homage to Playboy, that one. Yeah, I have like nine or ten photographs there, and they're very artsy, very classy. No nudity. I don't do nudity for because I don't want to, but I do sexy. And, mm -hmm. and it was such a liberation, going back to your question before, it was such a liberation for me to... First of all, like the makeup artist did me and I was like, oh my God, who is this? But my manager was like, I'm freaked out. Like, like you, you're making me go gay or something. <laughs> like, like, I, what, who the fuck are you? You went from grandma panties to this sexy bitch. What is yeah. going on? So she was freaked out. I was freaked out. And as I was posting, I was like, oh my God, my belly or this or that, or my ass. Or So I was totally self-conscious. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And the more, it was two women. It was my manager and the photographer who used to be a stripper. And, and so she was like, okay, girl, this is how you do it. You belly up and this and the ass out. And the and so they gave me directions. And then I looked at the photographs. I was like, oh my God, they're sexy. Yeah. They're artsy. They're, uh -huh. why am I so hung up on like, oh, let's hide this. Let's do this. And the only thing I do sometimes do for the coloring is the, beauty magic I kind of like do so the coloring is oh, uh -huh. more yeah. but that's it and like you know like you I want to be authentic with all the lines and all the you know yeah I mean I think that's yeah that's what makes us us and I think that's also what makes other women feel better about their own skin which is I think is really important I mean you know like growing up I thankfully never had an eating disorder, but I know a lot of people who did and who still struggle with that. And and I get it because as society, we kind of grew up with this vision of what women should look like and and how they should also portray their bodies. And we went through that big old phase where it's like, oh, well, if you're showing a little skin, then you're asking for it. And it's like, no, 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 no. You know, I mean, you remember those days like pre Me Too movement. It's crazy. But I, I love what you're doing. And I think it's great. And I can only imagine that empowered feeling as you're doing that. And I, w I would almost say since I mean, I don't have the same experience. I've never done a lingerie shoot, which I, I mean, would be so fun. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't even know what I would do with the photos, but <laughs> they tell you what to do. They're like, you know, they give you directions. And it's like, I'm like, like this, like, and then they're like, chin down belly in, boobs out, arms back. And it's like, yeah. like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. And then you got to hold it. And then they got to, then you have to have a natural, like, let your face oh, yeah. like, like, relax. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> kudos to the playmates. <laughs> I know. Right. Girl. Oh, seriously. It is respect. not easy.
So I love that when you're on your your Playboy show that you had the segment where you described your panties. And I was wondering if you would do that. Like, <laughs> I think it's fabulous. I think it's fabulous. So we you, you do what you did on the show? Because I, I secretly like love this concept. Okay. Well, I'm wearing burgundy grandma panties right now. Uh, <laughs> you, you wanted the truth, right? <laughs> I want the truth. Yeah. Tell me, girl, what do these burgundy panties look like? Oh, they're great. They're like, they just adapt to your shape. So they're really good. They're very comfortable and they actually look good. Yeah. They look Sometimes sexy. I'm surprised. Granny panties can really shape the tush. Everything. Yes. <laughs> and you can adjust up and down, right? To make it look better. With the thong, yeah. it's like, you, you're just like, you can't move. Oh my God. Well, I'll be honest. Sometimes. Okay. So, okay. Full disclosure. Here we go. Confessional. <laughs> go I'm, in, I'm in Grace's confessional. During COVID quarantine, this girl can probably count on one hand how many times she's worn. Oh, we're at home. Like, do, do we need them? Do we need them? I don't know. And a lot of times I'm just in like yoga pants. So. I Yeah. So you, you go commando. Like. I go commando. Yeah. You're, you're not a fan. I would, but when I'm in a Zoom meeting or something, I'm afraid, like, oh, I'll be right back. I stand up and there in her full <laughs> glory of uh, non-Brazilian land because I can't I... do Brazilian right now. It's like right there. No, I can't do that to people. I cannot. Okay. You, yeah, you have a little fear of that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I, I guess, yeah, for some reason, undergarments have kind of gone to the wayside, like, it's so funny when I when I wore a bra like on a Zoom the other day, someone was like, oh, did you just get your boobs done? I was like, no, I, like, I chose to wear a bra today. It pushes them up a little bit. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've taken full advantage of the like safer at home and just been living my best commando life. But um, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can't right? ask for more this pandemic can be a blessing to some people. I'm serious. Yeah. The stay at home, know, not right. the pandemic, but the stay at home. <laughs> the stay at home. I would agree. I would agree. So Grace, how many husbands have you had? <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> I don't know. I've been looking all over on the internet trying to find it out. But I was like, okay, like, I, I know there's been a few because obviously you're writing from experience in your books. So, um, Give me all the dirt there because I want, I want to, one, I want to hear it because I feel like there's some stories there. And then two, I want to learn. I want to learn? learn from you. Okay. Yeah, I do. Teach me up, girl. Okay. <laughs> so two marriages and two engagements. Oh, okay. But, but two engagements separate of the marriages. Oh, completely. Yes. Okay. Okay. So really you're, you're hash, you're four engagements total. Two marriages. I mean, well, these are good numbers. No, that's good. It's almost like three marriages because the two engagements are kind of like you clump them up in one marriage. So it's three. Got it. Okay. Totally. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I would get married again. I. Mm -hmm. It's not for everyone. Right. It really isn't. And I recommend people to do it when they're younger because when you're uh -huh. older, like now I'm set in my ways and it's like <laughs> I have somebody come over, a guy come on, I'm like, oh God, are you going to stay here? <laughs> don't. <laughs> Get the fuck out. I actually had a boyfriend. I made him sleep on the couch. You did? Oh, like, from day one? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he could oh. not. No, because he wouldn't snore. So, <laughs> be like, okay. 
I'm hearing a lot about this sleeping in separate rooms thing. I I mean, I just don't know that life. Like, I mean, not that I know the life of somebody sleeping in the same room as me. Like, that's been <laughs> a long time. But, like, I just don't know that life. But I love that you were like, you snore, like, sleep on the couch. But, like, we can be together if you're cool with that. Yeah. Right? I yeah. think there's different ways of arranging in a relationship that you're comfortable with and your partner is comfortable with. You don't have to follow the traditional. And that's what my books are about, especially the right. comedy edition of Love at First Text. You don't have to follow what tradition tells you. What works for other people might not work for you. Yeah. And I would agree. Like, I feel like, so I, I was married and I divorced and I got married very young. So I'm following your rules already. <laughs> I have not been proposed to or any well actually that that's that's so funny. So I have been proposed to not in real life. Like I mean fake proposals all the time because I'm I must play this persona where I meet somebody nice and the next thing I know he's down on his you know knee like and it's it's a spoof but I was like going through my camera roll like Grace this is this is like bad. I was going through my camera roll and I was like this guy proposed with a Bud Light. This guy proposed like with a thing of chicken wings, like behind it with like the waitress's ring. Like I have these photos of these fake proposals. I mean, they're all so special. They're all- <laughs> <laughs> they're actually more special than the real deal, aren't they? <laughs> more unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, I would like to get to that, you know, stage where I meet somebody who's great and hopefully doesn't snore. And Girl, they all have do. this. They all do? Oh, I'm gone. I know. I know. What is wrong? Like, something is wrong with our society. Everybody's worried about gluten stuff. Like, people need to be worried about (laughs) 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 the sinus cavity. Yeah. But but one thing that I wanted to touch on, which I think, um, you know, I've noticed in some men that I've dated is you were either married or one of your engagements was to a narcissist. Like, Walk me through that. Like, I I need to know these things. Like, what even makes a narcissist? Well, there's different degrees of narcissism. That's, yeah, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm a certified relationship coach. So I kind of know a little bit. And my experience has really taught me a lot. So you can be narcissistic. You take a selfie. That's, you can say it's narcissistic. So that's nothing. What Mm -hmm. we're talking about is narcissistic abuse. So uh, some people have narcissistic personality disorder. And what narcissistic abuse does is they gaslight you. uh, They blame everything on you. It's more emotional and psychological abuse. That's the Mm -hmm. worst part. I, yes, I had one that was like that. I was madly in love because they actually lure you by sweeping you off your feet and then they switch. And I even remember the day when he switched. Yes, I had Uh moved in with him and he switched. And did you know, like, that that was a thing before you were in the thick of it? Or you were just kind of living life and these things were happening and you're like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? Like, I thought he was X and now he's showing himself as Y. But I mean, so so when you realized this stuff was happening, were you just like talking to girlfriends about it or or how did you kind of get to the root cause that, oh, this is a thing? That's a great question. Well, first of all, I didn't know what was happening. I knew something was wrong. And I told a story, a couple of stories to one of my girlfriends. And she was like, bitch, you're being abused. I'm like, what? Why? What? And yeah. so that's when I started doing some research. And it had its roots also in my childhood, which my mom did that, narcissistic abuse. Oh. But in a different way. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. So that was something I confused narcissistic abuse and jealousy and all that with love because that's what I was used to. So it kind of made sense to me. And, and then it was hard to get away from him because, again, you're hoping for that guy who lured you, uh, swept mm-hmm. you off your feet to, to be the real person, that they're having a bad moment. Uh, but you know, three years of bad moments. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's an that's abusive. So yes, they actually snap on anything, on the stupidest shit that you do, minimal stuff. They would just blow up and use that as an excuse to upset you because they feed uh-huh. off your negative emotions. So um, oh, they wow. drain this you. This is this is so wild. I mean, I I don't know a ton about narcissism. I mean, I know like the kind of textbook description, but as you're saying these behaviors and, and (laughs) this type of setting, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like some of my relationships have had these themes in them. That's right. That's Mm. right. There's different levels. I was actually date raped by a sociopath. That's a sociopathic narcissistic abuser, you know, like the scale. Wow. My ex was probably in the middle and normal people are like on the other side, you know, like, take a selfie kind of people. Yeah, it's, it's, I have a podcast actually that I'm going to drop in a couple of weeks with El Benet. And it's about, it's called I Heart My Narc and it has a broken heart because you still love your abuser. It's such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And if you have a forgiving heart, you will forgive them and still love them, not like them and not hang out with them. But you still, right. and I think that's when you know that you healed, when you can forgive and still love them and understand that they have a mental issue, a personality disorder. So yeah. that's that for me was like the moment I was like, okay, yeah, I am, I'm good. And I had right. a boyfriend who moved in with me this past summer and he started exhibiting that behavior. So he lasted five days. I put his shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of my house. You don't. Yeah. You here. saw the signs and you were like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. It took me three years. The last time, this time, five days. That Mm -hmm. was it. Wow. Well, I'm proud of you for that. I mean, I just speaking from situations that I've been through, those decisions and those, you know, choices require so much courage and so much bravery. And yeah, I mean, good for you for, for recognizing it one and, and knowing it is what it is. Like sometimes I think when men present themselves, we kind of create an alternative narrative in our brain And we're like, no, that's not it. He wouldn't do that. Or I'm just being overly critical or whatever the case may be. And I love that you trust your God and and went with it. Um, I mean, that's huge. Like pat yourself on the back because that takes a lot. Did you know 40% of women either haven't had an orgasm or have difficulty achieving one? Say what? Ladies, if you're part of this stat, listen up. As women, we need to be in touch with our desires and our wants in order to achieve sexual pleasure. Don't worry, I'm not asking you to go grab a mirror and look at your lady parts like Evelyn Couch and Fried Green Tomatoes, but you do need to understand the four steps to the orgasm. Excitement, plateau, the orgasm itself, and the resolution. To help you get there quicker, add the emoji beater to spice things up. The Emoji Bader is a fun toy shaped like your favorite emoji, eggplant. Yes, please. The toy is made with body stage silicone, think organic produce. It's safe for your body. 
And this little eggplant will deliver that Oglo in no time. Visit yoursuchacatch.com backslash partners and use the code yoursuchacatch to save 15% off your purchase. I wouldn't even know the first place to go if I am in a relationship you know, and I, and I think the progression of like what happened with you, like if you're not educated on it, I mean, how do you know where to go? So you are going to go to the people you love and care about who love and care about you. And you're going to say, Hey, this is what's happening. And they're either going to unfortunately enable, or they're going to say, you know what, Grace, I don't think this is a healthy relationship. I think you need to get out. Yeah. And you were saying like the excusing of behavior, that's called toxic positivity. So you're like, they're being an asshole or he or she, it goes both ways. It's females and males. And we excuse them. It's like, oh, maybe they're having a bad day. Well, maybe, yeah, I can see his son, you know, kind of turned on him and maybe his job, he's stressed out. It's like, you know what? He's an angry motherfucker and he's taking it out on me and I'm not going to take it. Yeah. And also another thing is, is when you're in that type of relationship, you feel a lot of shame. I didn't even tell my mom the shit that this idiot did. And when actually my mom came to visit me, I remember vividly, he actually started yelling at me because I didn't put the coffee cup in the morning in the dishwasher. I left Uh it in the sink and I was, and he started yelling, like I just killed someone. And my mom confronted him. Funny thing is she was the one that did the same shit to me. So she come like my two narcissists were fighting. That was delicious. Yeah. Yeah, Like a duel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So can I ask you, does your mom realize that she has those? No. Okay. She doesn't. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm wondering if like, if I'm a narcissist, uh, like all the behavior you're describing is kind of funny because To me, it's somebody who's not very self-aware. Right, right. And actually, if you call them out on it, they might say, oh, okay. And then they come back at you like, no, it's your fault. You're making me feel this way. And it's like, I'm not responsible for the way you're feeling. Right. You are responsible Uh. how you react to what I'm saying. And they make you feel like what you did is so bad. And they blow it out of proportion. And you're like, and then the other thing is, when you're exposed to that behavior as a child, then you wonder, like, am I a narcissist? But I always say, if you're wondering if you're a narcissist, then you're not. Because narcissists never are like, oh, am I a narcissist? No, they just, yeah. they are. And they don't question who they are. They never right. do. But, you know, you can uh, mimic some of the behaviors. So I always keep myself in check. Uh, like, mm-hmm. okay, is that narcissistic or not because of my upbringing? So I'm always checking myself constantly and making sure I'm always kind and fair to everyone. Yeah. I'm even thinking there were times where like being confident or having good self-esteem or self-worth, you get kind of confused. You're like, well, I don't want to be looked at as like cocky or whatever, but but this is different. This is like the way you treat people this is the behavior and and the like pointing blame, I think is is what you're saying. Like, what stops that cycle? There's just a bunch of narcissists out there that are just like making their way through. Like, what stops them from that behavior? It doesn't, nothing can stop them. I, I'm not sure I'm not a shrink. I don't know if they can change their behavior. I'm sure maybe 1% maybe can, but I'm not yeah. 100% sure on that. 
Wow. Yeah. The only way to stop it is you don't take the shit like I did with my ex. It's like, and he was like, well, you're blaming it. You're projecting your experience. I'm like, no, bitch, I'm not projecting my experience. Yeah. You're being, and these are the cases the way you did it. I, and right. another thing I was proud of, Aaron, I did not lose my shit because they make you lose your shit. You get angry because you're like, what? And so yeah. I was like very rational, very logical. I was kind and fair, even though mm-hmm. he was not being to me. So two things, I didn't react and I rejected that from my life. So it's it really, the change starts with the ones who are not narcissistic, who are being abused. We mm-hmm. just say it stops right here. That's the yeah. only way it's going to stop. So if we all don't accept that shit, then eventually they're not going to be able to feed on anyone. <laughs> right. Well, I love that. But I mean, I could see them. Yeah. Like they, they pick and choose probably. And if you're not in the right mental space or you're not as outspoken, I mean, I know my younger self definitely wasn't as outspoken about my wants and my needs and, and that type of thing too. And just communication in general. And I probably would have been like a sitting duck. And I'm sure I was like in different situations. It's just so interesting. When you're young, you think you know it all and you don't know anything. You don't know shit. (laughs) You just don't. And then in this conversation, I am learning so much. That is what I love about this. And I appreciate you sharing your story and sharing your knowledge. Now you glossed over something and I hope I'm not bringing up bad memories or whatnot, but you mentioned the date rape and such. And What I wanted to say about that is, so I'm also a survivor of sexual abuse. And I think that, thank you. I I think that that is, it's more common than we know. And I, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You disappoint men and women. Yes. So I want to connect these dots because this is important for me too, because this is something that I feel like I'm going through right now a little bit and, and looking at you and I've already like connected the dots of like, you're just my spirit animal. But but (laughs) I think what is amazing here and and what I'm also trying to do and advocate in my life is um, your, your abuse doesn't define you one and two, it should not strip you of enjoying sexual experiences throughout the remainder of your life. However, that looks, and I think there's this stigma or at least maybe I felt this stigma that after my situation that it was like all sex is bad and all this stuff. And, and also like the just lack of speaking on the subject, because when it occurred in my life, like it was very taboo to go tell somebody, you know, and I was so well, young. Of course. Right? Absolutely. Well, yeah, there's a shame it, part involved in that. It's like, I caused this. That's what I was thinking. Right. Like, Maybe I'm out of control. Like I'm dating too much. And, and it wasn't me. It was him. Obviously, he's yes. a rapist. But yeah, and, and then the trauma. You get a lot of trauma from it. And it comes out in weird times. I don't know if mm-hmm. that happens to you. It just comes out. Yeah. This was like 14 years ago or 13, 14 okay. years ago. So I think that I'm kind of better. But for a while, I had like sometimes a panic attack. And it would be about that, the memory, because it's not really people think it's the sex part, but it's not the sex. It's it's the assault is that he's going to kill me. That's what I thought he was going to kill me. That was my trauma. It wasn't the sex. If the sex got me out of it, I wouldn't. It it was the trauma of he's going to kill me. I I really thought he was going to kill me. He was violent. He was very obviously rapes. He's violent, but. 
Yeah. Did you press charges and, you know, take that whole path? No, I didn't because I felt again, it's that shame and that and this was way before the Me Too, obviously. Today, I probably yeah. would. And yeah. it's also the shock in the moment. You're like, and how can you prove? I went there. He cooked for me. How how can I prove? It's like I was a willing participant. Yeah, a lot of people have told me to file charges, and I didn't. And then yeah. I had an act, actually, like two months ago, there was a guy with COVID. You can't go out, right? So right, this guy, we hit it off. Yeah. Was, I know we can't do anything. So we went out to to have dinner. And then he was like, I have champagne in my car. Do you want me? We can go to your place. I was like, fine, but no sex, right? No sex. Okay. Like I yeah. said it like five times. Okay. Yeah. He was like, oh, sure, sure. He was a lawyer. This motherfucker was okay. a lawyer. So he comes over, right? And it's all established. No sex. So we have champagne. And the guy was like, you want to see my manscape? I'm like, no, thanks. Like His manscape? Three times. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So I'm like, no, three times. He drops his pants in my place. No. I was in such shock. I should have taken a picture and then settle, like, yeah. For Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I was traumatized. Is- I was really yeah. brought back that experience of being date raped. He, I do Krav Maga, so I'm training Krav Maga. It's, it's Israeli martial arts. So I think, I know he was scared that I would whoop his ass. But yeah. if if he didn't know that I knew martial arts, I think he would have actually assaulted me. Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. I, I mean, I just don't get where like men or women, I guess, you know, because you made a very valid point that it happens both ways, but... I mean, the amount of people that are in this world, I mean, you've been on Tinder, I'm sure, like people are out there willing to do whatever. Like, that's what I never understood. I'm like, I'm I'm choosing, I do not want to be bothered that way. Leave me alone. Go mess with somebody who's willing and open. Like, it's just crazy. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I, I feel like that would be even more traumatizing being that you've been in that situation. So now like, your memories are flashing back, your emotions, your feelings, like all of that. And then you probably go through that same pattern of behavior where you're like, God, I I said what I said what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. And he didn't hear me and just takes you back down that path. That's oh, it's it's crazy. And I'm afraid that um, you know, the longer we're in this and we're trying to date and do things the right way, but it's like also when you're a single person and you live alone and you want some human interaction and you want some like, especially if your love language is physical touch. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Like it's, it's a crazy time, but this inviting people over brings on a whole other element of safety. It's scary. Uh, absolutely. Well, now what I do is I send my manager, the person's phone number, name, uh-huh. everything. She has a key to my apartment, so she can come here and she lives like very close. And I know how to defend myself. So mm-hmm. I recommend for anybody to take self-defense classes. Krav Maga is the best because Krav Maga right. is defense and uh-huh. then offense. Oh, I mean, you just like punch the shit out of them and then retrieve and you get the hell out, call the police. The guy is on the floor because I whooped his ass. Yeah. It would yeah. have changed if I would have known Krav Maga when I was date raped. I think that I would not have suffered what I, I did because I would have definitely mm. 
attacked him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh It makes me think of a a choice I made pre-COVID where we would go out and we would drink all day. I mean, what else are we going to do? We're single. We're trying to meet people not on an app, not swiping. And on this particular day, I forget what the occasion was, but we had gone out very early. And I mean, I must have been drinking for like, you know, eight, ten, like long day. And I ended up at a bar and it's a long story, but I made, I made a bet with the bar back and then a guy walked in and da, da, da. And one thing led to another and this man came home and this man and I are great friends now. It's kind of funny. I call him my pool boy. But that morning when I woke up, he had a gun. He, he's a, uh-huh, exactly. Wait, wait, so wait, he, what? Uh-huh. So he is a retired police officer and runs a security company and everything. And in that moment, I had this like, like conversation with myself in the mirror, like, what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? Because this could have gone a completely different way, Aaron. And thank God it didn't. And thank God, like, you know, we, we now have a relationship and like a friendship where we've, we've talked about this. And he was actually surprised because he was like, oh, I would never have shown, I would never have shown that. Like I, I carry a weapon. Yes. But I, I don't, make it known. And I was like, well, it's known if you go to somebody's house. <laughs> but, you know, it was really a moment of time where I thought, get your shit together. Life is too short. And like, you're old enough to make good choices, make better choices. And, um, you know, that was like just this pivotal moment in my life where I was like, whoa. Yeah. No, it's it's like a wake up call. And I, I had the same after I was date raped. I didn't date for a while. And I was, I changed my MO a little bit for sure. Not a little bit, a lot. But yeah, sometimes we put ourselves, both men and women, we put ourselves in risky situations and there's no need to do that. The weird thing is I'm thinking now, because you know how I tell you, I give my, I give my manager like their, their name and number. I did the same thing when I was date raped and my friend John had his number. He knew where I was. And he called me and I didn't answer. And he said, I should have gone to, to where you were. And that was, he felt really bad about that, but it wasn't his fault. But when I wasn't answering the phone, then he, he wanted to go. And so I think everybody should have like a safety, some kind of safety where somebody knows where you are, who you're with, the, yeah. the, their phone number, where, even where they live. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. I share locations with one of my best girlfriends. So, you know, we always have the find my friend or whatever it's called. Uh, I mean, she taught me how to do that because I feel like yeah, I'm yeah, ancient. Yeah. Share location. Yeah. She's 10 years younger than me. So I'm always like, Zara, help a sister out. But I mean, I, I feel safety in that knowing that not just when I'm on a date, but just as a person going through life, you just never know what the day is going to bring. And so it's really nice and comforting to know that if there was an emergency, my folks or my family could reach out to her and be like, where's Aaron's phone? But that doesn't work in the sense that if your phone's off, I'm assuming, you know, so, right. oh my gosh. So, yeah. yeah, so it's better. It's good to do both. I have, yeah, I have like three people sharing, I share a location with, but yeah, it's better. I think it's, it's really good to have somebody that knows who you're with because mm-hmm. you never know people. And nowadays yeah. they have to come over. Because there's nothing open. What are you I know, do? I know. So I recently had a situation where I was asked out and it was kind of like, well, I'll come to you, Aaron. And and my thoughts were this. Um, if, if a man comes to my house and I want him to leave, it's going to be a lot harder 
to get him out than it is if I like go to his house and I can always be like, oh, I got parrot cramps or something. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. There's always a good, that's always a win. Yeah, I can get out easily. And so I thought, yeah, it does it suck that I'm making the drive, whatever, like what else am I doing? And, and two, like I kind of have a little bit more control or so I felt. And then he doesn't also know where I live in the event that it doesn't go anywhere. And, and so I don't know. I mean, these things are things that we haven't necessarily had to really work through. And I feel like we're all just kind of trial and erring until we find something. But it's like we should be thinking about them because safety is so important. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I highly recommend taking some Krav Maga classes or self-defense for sure. Okay. Yeah, I will definitely look into it. I mean, I, it, it sounds awesome. And I, I remember when I was younger, my brother took karate and we learned like this one move called capture twigs. I could still do it. I mean, I don't know if I could do it on a man, but <laughs> but I mean, I would love to have something where I felt confident. Just like, okay, I got this. I got this. Totally. And your body yeah. becomes a weapon. And that's the beauty yes. of it. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need anything. It's your body that is trained. Sometimes like when I did Krav Maga, I still do it, but now it's kind of hard to do it. <laughs> you know, they have like you in the center and like seven people attacking you with a body shield. Wow. Yeah. So I had panic attacks in the beginning. I was like, oh my yeah. God. And then I was like, screw it. And I was just like, I'm ready. Like I feel they also teach you like you close your eyes and there's people walking around with a body shield and they push you. And so mm-hmm. you immediately like wake up from your close tight trance. Yeah. Boom, and you start fighting. So they train oh. you to your body oh, to respond. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. So I'm ready. Yeah. Like yeah. somebody attacks me, I am ready. Oh my gosh, don't mess with Grace. I love that. I'm going <laughs> to check it out. <laughs> I, would, I would not mess with you. You have some punk in the audience. You're like, watch out, dude. Like, yeah. So what are you looking forward to? Like once we're out of quarantine, like professionally, personally, like what are the first kind of couple things you're going to do? do a show live Uh for sure. Hug some people that I want to hug. I miss human contact though. I, I feel like I'm okay with my own company. Oh, I love that. I'm cool. I entertain myself. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. Do you talk to yourself? I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. I love it. You are so fun. Thank you. So are you. You're great. Oh, thank you. I oh. want to meet you in person after COVID. Oh my God. I'm going to be in the front row at your show and I'm going to snort the whole time and you're going to be like, oh my God, Aaron, shut up. Like, <laughs> No, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I, I would love to. And, and what do you think on the, on the dating front? You think you're going to like make it a priority? Like, I feel like I go back and forth and this is one of those things like, I can tell you're really passionate about what you do. Like it it just comes off of you. It exudes from your voice, like your presence, your demeanor, like everything. And I think you have a purpose in that. And I think when you're riding that wave and you're really kind of in that zone, you kind of don't think as much about like the relationship side of things, which, which is neither here nor there. But I mean, do men in your audience ever hit on you? All the time. <laughs> and has I'm that sure ever you have the out? same issue, right? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True, true. And it's it's flattering, like, right? It's 
clap. Yeah. But some of them are like, I'm like, dude, you should not talk to me like that. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Like, no. Yeah. Sometimes it gives them the, the permission to, they think they have the permission to kind of like, and I'm like, that's not attractive to me. No, that's not the way to my path. Definitely. Yes, exactly. No, the latest thing, because I do OnlyFans, right? I have an account, yeah. to, to, uh, which we do lay down comedy on that. And I have like the pick bundles I was telling you about. So I was like, are, you, are you doing nudity? Are you, do you do sex? I'm like, I don't do nudity. I don't do sex. Yes. But thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> kind of stop asking me questions like that. If you want to continue to talk to me. Yeah. Comes with the territory, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't, mm-hmm. unless they're rude. Oh, they say yeah. they're, they're going to kill me or something. Then I'm worried, but eh. yeah. Otherwise you do. What is it called? I mean, I can't even pronounce it. The type of the, whatever you call it, self-defense. Krav Maga. It, spell it for me. K-R-A-V and then uh-huh. Maga, M-A-G-A. Okay, Krav Maga. Okay. <laughs> I got to get that down. So I know what to Google when I, you know, go to look it up later. And my last name is Fraga. So I call it Krav Fraga. Oh my gosh. You have so many fun puns, by the way. Like I was like, welcome to Graceland. I was like, I love that. Like, it's it's just awesome. Like, thank you. Yeah. So amazing. Okay. If my listeners want to find you, where do they go? I'm everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Spread that seed, girl. (laughs) Totally social media whore. So on Instagram, I'm Grace Fraga Comedy, Twitter, Grace Fraga. On Facebook, I have two profiles and one page, Grace Fraga. What else? That's it. Grace Frog on everything, really, if you want to find me. <laughs> yeah. And I love your website. Like, it's it's so cute and nicely done. So I would recommend that everybody check that out, too. It was just, it was a fun, like, read for me. So Oh, thank yeah. you. I had the best website uh, copyright guy. Oh, my God. He was oh. amazing. Like. Yeah. So clever. Like, I'm saying, like, all those puns. Like, yeah, use it. Use it. He's great. He made it made me sound so amazing. <laughs> Well, you are, girl. You I was like, are. the queen. Yeah. Yeah, no, he made me sound amazing. You no, know, he, he actually came up with the state of grace. Because I always say I'm a queen, right? Because I'm a uh-huh. Leo. I'm a, you know, Leo women are like the queens, right? Yes. Yes. So what are you, by the way? I'm a Virgo. I knew it. You did? How could you tell? I'm a Leo Virgo cusp. And I just okay. felt that okay. Virgo vibe. Totally yeah. felt it. I love Virgos. Oh, well, good. I'm yeah, glad. you guys are like the best. I, I'm a half Virgo, half lion. Yeah, so I'm on the cusp. So I have some Virgo traits, which I'm coming now to, to be in touch with mm-hmm. that side of me. Because before I was like, oh, I'm a Leo, you know, yeah. I'm the lion, the queen. Now I'm like, no, girl, chill the fuck out. That's my Virgo <laughs> side. And she's like smoking, you know, a joint. She smokes a lot of weed. Because she has to deal with my Leo side. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I've just discovered astrology. Like, I, I mean, I always knew like what I was, but I didn't know a lot. And I recently like had my birth chart read and all of that. And it is mind blowing. I love it. So you're a Virgo. Yeah. What's your ascending sign? Um, I think it's a Libra. Oh, that's good. That's a good combination. And what's your moon? Ugh, I, I don't remember exactly. I just know that there's so much Libra interweaved. I would have to look at my notes, but like almost like I was like, whoa, this is weird. But it kind of made sense because some Virgo traits I don't really have. Like the the super OCD, like organizational trait, not me. Maybe in some things, but yeah, not all me things. too. I don't yeah. have that OCD. I have like I'm neat and organized, but I don't have that crazy 
Like if something's yeah. out of place, I'm fine. I don't care. Yeah, me too. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, am I bad Virgo? Like, I yeah, like, no, no, no. I have a friend who's like that. And it's like, is there like a recovery Virgo place? Because it's like, it's like, <laughs> she's like yeah. anal, but like to the point that I'm like, wow, girl, you need help. Right, right. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. you need medication or something because it's like bad. Yeah, we're going to get all the Virgos that have issues <laughs> and all the narcissists help after this. Right, exactly. <laughs> the narcs first because they need it. The right, Virgos, they need they it both. Wait. They need it both. Grace, it's been a pleasure. Oh, I'm so glad here. I got to chat with you. You were just fabulous. And I can't so wait to like see you on stage. I mean, I'm here for it. So. I'd love to have you on the in the audience. That would be so cool. And I want to meet you in person for real. I really do. I would love that. I love your energy. Oh, likewise, likewise. Well, let's definitely keep in touch. Oh, definitely. Yes. Thank you for oh. having me on your podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. I know Grace is the comedian, but the few moments I got her to laugh, my goodness, her laugh is the best. Some people just have those laughs that are contagious, and then them laughing makes you want to laugh. <laughs> I love it. Ugh. You're going to need more grace in your life. Just trust me on this. So check out the episode notes for all our contact info. It's all linked there. Until next Tuesday, follow me at You're Such a Catch or join my members-only community, YSC Unfiltered, at you'resuchacatch.com backslash unfiltered. Peace. Peace.